And we're live in five, four, three, two. I'm in Trey's spot, <laughs> and someone is in my spot. Hello, I'm Paul. He's a he's a better version of me, and he likes dragons. All right, well, we're in. Jameson, how are you? Hey, how's it going? Am I allowed to say your last name? Yeah. James Stokes. It's true. It's one of the coolest names on earth. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm thinking about changing mine. <laughs> you should. Just... <laughs> no one would notice. They'd be like, so you guys are brothers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true, man. It would be awesome. So if you haven't noticed yet, um, James and I kind of look similar. Mm-hmm. We kind of helps. I think we act a little similar too. Yeah, I think it's part of it as well. And uh, you've got a cooler name than me, so <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's okay. You know, you're you're taller than me. I got like half an inch. Yeah, you the half inch. The it's half all good, inch, man. The half inch. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Wait, so tell us about yourself. Yeah. So, um, let's see. I so I live here in Lakeland. Um, mm-hmm. I as far as career goes, I. In, in the mental health field, yeah. working with teenagers and kids and families, and I think it's really all I'm allowed to disclose as far as uh, my agency goes. But uh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah. You're a, you're a professional in the field. You know, just crazy. I guess you could say that. I don't. That's a high title, but something like that. <laughs> you you work in the field. We'll say it. Maybe. I work in the field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, sweet. I work I work in the field. You know more about it than I do. <laughs> but so here so here's the thing. Uh I want to talk about this a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. I know we we mentioned it the other day. So cuz I know you gave me a call and you're like, "Hey, I don't know how you're going to take this. <laughs> I don't know if you still want me on the podcast yeah. because of it, but I don't want to drink." <laughs> <laughs> and I scolded you for hours. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, and I eventually caved. No. Um, it's true. So here we are. <laughs> Welcome to Tipsy Theology. No, so that was the thing. That I, one of them I wanted to bring up was because I, I don't know if people think that when they hear the show. It's like, hmm. you know, there's no, if people want to come on and talk, like, I'm more than, Trey and I both more than welcome that. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> you're not required to drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are. We have to. That's our thing. <laughs> but yeah, so for you, we're doing it a little bit different. Here yeah. I am taking my, my heathen shots, and <laughs> you're taking espresso shots. I'm taking espresso shots and then just some regular coffee, so it's yeah. going to be a good time. It's going to be great. Yeah. So I want to I wanna ask you a little bit more about that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. With convictions. Thank you, and whatnot. She's crushing it right now. She is crushing it. Thank you. Shout out. It's always the people behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. I feel like. And here I am staring at you and like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she gets paid money for this. Yeah, <laughs> um, so I went to Black and Brew and I bought these for you. Thank you. And you have no idea what they are. I, Minus I the coffee. The coffee was your request. Yeah. But you don't know what these shots are. You have no idea. what it, The flavors... I'm going to show them to you guys, but James has no idea what these are. And this is what we're starting off with. So, <laughs> I, I was, it's a confusing thing to explain to people. So, I think it, it took about five minutes <laughs> to, explain to, the- to explain what I was trying to do. <laughs> He's on a drinking podcast. He, he doesn't want to drink, though. It's so. We're going to have to figure this out. <laughs> you have Confefe. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to say that. <laughs> But anyway, here we go. Cheers. All righty. Thank you. I've got a little bit of a 
Oki Afterbirth. Just kidding. Sorry, I'm quoting the office Oki there. Oki Afterbirth. <laughs> it's, uh, it's my default. That was incredible. So what, did, what, do you, what do you think that was? That was amazing. It's so sweet. Is it coconut? It is coconut. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah. Had, it had that, that sweetness. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I saw a C on the oh, cup. No. I'm sorry. It, it just caught the corner of my eye. I'm like, okay, that's, oh, no. You're being honest. I appreciate that. <laughs> So I I did the old, the old repasado. Oh, very yeah. <laughs> the old tequila. So nice. It's a solid one. I think Trey and I. I think I think we gave it like a six vanilla or something, like six Ooh. or seven vanilla. It's pretty good. The vanilla scale. Oh, dude, it's good. I've heard about the vanilla I, scale. I I like this. We've probably brought it on more times than we haven't brought it on. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you guys like seeing it. <laughs> oh, All right, but yeah, I want to I want to ask you. Yeah. Actually, before we get into it, mm-hmm. I miss Trey. <laughs> Dude, I miss Trey too. Do you mean to call him? Yeah, we we should we should call Trey. I'm gonna pick up my phone. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just gonna give him a quick little call. A little ringaroo. Look at me. I'm typing it in. Oh, I see it. I see it. Very nice. I'm typing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's ringing. You can. Ring. Oh, I hope he answers. <laughs> Trey, Trey, are you there? Are you there, Trey? Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Tipsy Theology Podcast. We already did that. Wait, what? You did it without me? Welcome to the Trey special. We're doing it right now. What do you mean you're doing it without me? Uh, Hi, Trey. Um, Just me. It's just me. (laughs) You know, Paul, in a way, Paul, in a way, it is just you. (laughs) It's true. This is like talking to a mirror. <laughs> what's up? What's going on? What's going on, guys? Hey, man. Hey, we're we were missing you today. We're doing we're doing our shots right now, and I was mm-hmm. like, we need some tray in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. What are y'all drinking? Ooh. So, James is doing some uh, some coffee shots, some espresso shots. He's going through. I'm like, I'm doing our like, heathen shots. Like alcoholic coffee? <laughs> no, just regular coffee. Uh, oh. <laughs> Am I, am I am I your first uh, dry guest? <laughs> Technically, yeah, I mean, I think we're okay with that. We had someone did some water shots. Nice. So uh... <laughs> it's, it's the best way to stay hydrated. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great, dude. How are things going for you? I'm uh, doing tell, well. Tell everyone how how are you? You know, I'm I'm on sabbatical. You know, I'm yeah. in Atlanta on sabbatical. But it's, it's going well. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, I, I do miss you guys. So yeah, we, we miss, miss you, too. man. Oh yeah, and I think uh, I'm gonna miss you for this conversation too. Mm. <laughs> so for everyone, we're we're gonna be talking about mental health and the church. Yeah, and I hope I do Trey more than proud. I might not. We'll see. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm proud to put the headphones on, man. That's a big deal. Oh yeah, I'm glad we got him in here. <laughs> and we'll get we'll get Trey back on pretty soon. We're getting everything figured out, and then. Ooh, dude, we'll be we'll be be calling you in here all the time. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm looking forward to it. It's all gonna right, be awesome. So, are you, are you gonna ask James the question? Yeah. The question? Yeah, the question. I want to hear you ask it. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna ask you the question. I'm so pumped. All right. So I think we've pointed it out. Alcohol. Wait, do you guys drink on this show? <laughs> <laughs> I can, oh my gosh, you do. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Let's get here. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Okay. So wait. Is this? Oh. Okay. That's a question. So alcohol. So yes. Can I? Can I preface? Oh, I'll let you preface it. I'll let you. Okay. Preface yeah. It and yeah. Explain. So am I just am explain, I yourself. <laughs> explain yourself? Explain <laughs> yourself. Yeah. So 
I guess I'll just lie it out on this nice table here, metaphorically. I don't believe you can make a biblical case that drinking alcohol is a sin. I, I really, um, I, I think no matter where you fall on the spectrum as far as like, you know, a more progressive Christian thinker, more conservative Christian thinker, like I, I, I'm hard pressed to, to think just because Jesus applied it for an entire wedding party. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, I do, though. And so I have nothing against alcohol. I do. I do enjoy it from time to time. Um, I, I am right now, though, um, wary about doing it in the public eye. Just okay. because I'm I'm concerned about who might see and what it might be a stumbling block uh, to, um, so if, if that makes any sense, um, it does. Yeah, but you see, but to be honest with you though, I really haven't uh, thoroughly, thoroughly thought of this. This isn't the most theologically sound. It's just kind of <laughs> like you know, I listened to y'all's episode on convictions. I thought I shouldn't ignore my convictions. <laughs> yeah, and you told me that I was like, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> We shouldn't have released that episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's great, and I think well, I think that's because that's. I want to hear Trey's thoughts on this too, but I think that's that's a good response mm-hmm. to it. The fact that you're like, oh, I'm convicted about how people are going to perceive this potentially, mm-hmm. so I want to make sure that I am um, being above board in that, and make sure that yeah. you know, you're not you're not you're not going against your conscience in that sense yeah which i mean i gotta give a shout out to you paul because you were so graceful about it which is really cool because i was a little bit bummed I was like oh i guess i really can't be on the podcast i was really looking forward to this um because you know i don't think there's anything wrong with drinking alcohol just follow where you feel like god's leading you but jesus drank it <laughs> we know that from scripture so <laughs> yeah but it, it is a stumbling block for some people mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. so i think it's good to be mindful of that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh and especially too i well, we'll get into this later but just being in the mental health field I, i've just unfortunately gotten to see where substance can really mess with people so it's kind of you know there's just an awareness to not everyone kind of comes from the same background as you yeah. so yeah. yeah what are you what are your thoughts trey yeah i've definitely um had to think through that perspective you know on my own like do i want to publicly drink alcohol and I, i'm not gonna like go too far into that but Mm-hmm. I think the only thing I want to say is, well, wasn't wasn't uh, isn't scripture showing Jesus in the public eye? Mm. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> yeah. but, he got me. Um, I, I definitely agree. I want to be. I think. I think we want to be conscious about what we are saying and how we mm. are drinking alcohol in the public eye. Um, yeah. It, this is something I told somebody the other day. Uh, basically. People are going to drink, and some people are going to abuse alcohol, no matter mm. what we say, whether or not we're for it or against it. Uh, and I'd like to be in the public about a healthy you know, approach to alcohol as much as I can. Yeah, yeah. So that's my answer, mm-hmm. but I'm about to get out of here. Y'all enjoy this episode. Dude, thanks for answering. Yeah, Trey. Yeah. Miss you, man. James, I've got, I've got one word of advice for you, man. Yes, please. Don't assume I agree with you because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I say anything, I'm like, Trey, we'll disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I love y'all. Have a good episode. Love you, man. Love Talk you to you too, soon. Bro. All right. All right bye. bye. <laughs> that was Trey. Oh, rest Mr. in peace. Mr. Hinkle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss him already. Let's call him. <laughs> we need to call him. I haven't talked to him in forever. <laughs> but anyway, cheers. Yes, cheers, man. Do you now I don't want to like overdo this. Do you guys clink every time? We usually clink every time. Okay. I don't um, think do we clink every time? We oh. don't. 
Oh, oops. <laughs> Awareness 101. <laughs> Wait, cheers. <laughs> Wow. That's really good. <laughs> I don't know why I coughed. That was... So I'm drinking Jameson. <laughs> so th- the only reason I brought this was because... I don't even know if you're aware of this, but I call you Jameson sometimes. <laughs> A lot of people do. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know why. I've got this thing where... Sometimes I call people longer names than their actual name. Jimothy! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and the only reason is because I think it's funny. It it is funny. I I, I get a kick because yeah, Jameson's not your name. No, but <laughs> I, I enjoy I enjoy when people have fun with my name. So yeah, it's a good yeah. So, so that's why I brought Jameson here. Yeah, yeah, man. So, what are your thoughts? What it, do you think he had? It's almost so sweet. It's there's a little bit of bitterness to it, which is interesting. Um, I'll show everybody so they know, but you don't. It's a it's a kind of a weird taste. I really like the coconut one so far the best. Okay, if I just had to give a wild guess. Wild. Is it, well, well is it caramel? Yeah, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you read these? <laughs> there was another C. I really How do you see the C? I really got to let you do this, man. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Don't even touch it. <laughs> that one's Tabasco, I bet. Uh, wow, that was good. That was a good call. Thank you. Wow, nice work. Thank you, thank you. Just gonna. Do you feel accomplished? Clean it out a little bit here. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I, there's still some more in here. Do you want to finish this out? Mm, I'm going to be very, very wired. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're both gonna be buzzed in our own way. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much in that cup. Okay, it's still tipsy theology. Don't forget that. <laughs> oh man, who knew coffee could make you tipsy? <laughs> that's that's actually interesting. They say it's the most abused drug in America. T- caffeine, actually. Really? Yeah. Um, do Do people consider sugar a drug? I know some people do, because I would consider yeah. that the most abused. Hmm. And e- but I think caffeine is definitely up there. Yeah, I don't I don't know if like the American Drug Association, I hope I'm getting that right, like does. Like <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's categorized as a dr- sugar. Um Yeah. I know I know caffeine is though, but that's an interesting sugar, yeah. So That's cool. All right. Last one. Last one, let's do it, man. Are you ready? And then we're officially into it. Yeah, and this I'm one, gonna cover it up I'll so be, you can't I'm, see I'm gonna look thing. away, actually. Yeah, please. Just talk to Annie over there. Hey Annie. <laughs> So I, who was it? I was just talking to someone recently, and they for they forgot that Annie was our producer, <laughs> and they know you. I don't remember who I was talking to, and they're joking like producer, who is that? And like Annie, what's Annie doing there? <laughs> Annie, you she's producing piece? is what she's doing. <laughs> and I have well, you should recognize it from the last one. I had the old gin. That's nice. <laughs> Benham's Sonoma. So. I, I told everyone this last time. The uh-huh. reason I bought this was because one, I wanted a gin. Mm-hmm. Two, it was the best looking bottle in the store. That's an, I, I'm looking at yeah, a really like beautiful glass. Isn't it gorgeous? That's yeah. Wow. So that's Trey's. That's Trey's rule. Oh. His like his motto is like, hey, buy the prettiest bottle. Yeah. And it's like worked. It works. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good. Now, do you guys keep the bottles? I'm guessing, and or may I don't know. I would keep that. That's really cool. I'll probably keep this yeah. one, um, because I've got my I've got my little shelf that you've seen. In my apartment, yes, I've yeah. got like, I usually put the prettiest bottles up there. And I try mm. to keep like one of each okay. ty- type of spirit up there. Uh huh. Wow. My, I call it my top word. shelf, even though some of them are bottom shelf <laughs> <laughs> liquors. <laughs> hey, we're only making so much, you know. Right. You know, there's only so much I can do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's a good time. But cool, I, I, I put the prettiest bottles up there. Yeah. 
But I like to have a little bit in there so I'd be like, look, this bottle's gorgeous and it tastes good. And it's, yeah, you know, it's good, good combo. Beauty and taste. <laughs> Beauty and the beast. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. All right, man. Are you ready for this? Let's do this. I really don't You know. have not seen I've not anything. Seen, is, there, is there a C on it? I can't think of the third C. Coconut, caramel, and... <laughs> We'll find out. Yeah, <laughs> Coco. <hard. laughs> so I didn't pick these. These are all, I just told the lady surprise oh, me. Oh, wow. Okay. And the barista surprised me. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Black and Brew. All right. Shout out. Cheers. Chink. That's very, very sour. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Wow. I just inhaled, like, the earth. Inhaled? <laughs> like, I'm one with the dirt. <laughs> An earthy aftertaste. Uh... <laughs> Um, goodness. I, my first thought would be dirt. <laughs> dirt? I don't think that's a flavoring. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> my tongue would beg to differ right so, now. So, hmm. out of the three, which, is that your favorite, least favorite, middle favorite? I want to go least favorite, although I would okay. definitely drink it again just because sometimes it's fun to challenge your tongue with something kind of nasty. <laughs> True. Um, there you go. <laughs> something kind of nasty. First, first one, coconut, I would have to say is my favorite. If I had to guess yep. um, an actual flavor, I'm stumped. I really don't know. Um... This is a curveball too. Turmeric? That's not even a thing. I just really—that's that, type of tea. I just. Oh, I didn't even show everybody. Is it turmeric? <laughs> this one is regular. This is just regular. Espresso? No flavor. Wow. No okay, flavor. Well, just straight espresso. Maybe I'm not an espresso guy. <laughs> that's okay. Clearly, as I just. Anyways. Hey, just not a plain espresso guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that's it. I don't want to anyway, too short. What do you got today? What do we we're we're gonna jump into this. Yeah, dude, please. This is one of my favorite topics. Um But yeah, what are you drinking? Let's start oh, with that. Let's okay. start with that. Yes, yes, yes. So this I really is... want to hear all of what you have to say. <laughs> about the coffee or about the uh both. Okay. Both. I just want to hear you talk. So this oh thanks, man. <laughs> wow. So kind. Um so this is just regular coffee from Black and Brew with cream and honey in it. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what you think. <laughs> that, that's your, what if it's just straight espresso? <laughs> just regular dirt. <laughs> yeah. Who put turmeric and dirt in my coffee? I stopped by Mun Park, it's just dirt. <laughs> Some people like that. Like they like really like um. Oh, I thought you meant just dirt well, from no, the no, park. But like, they like a coffee that tastes very earthy. You know? Oh, um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. like a French press kind of thing, right? I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm. I don't know anything about coffee. Really? I'm 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 an aspiring coffee drinker. Oh, cool. Well, I've only had two cups that I enjoyed. Oh, okay. Wow. Only, only two. Well, three, three, technically three. Okay. Um, and those are the last three that I've had, and I was like, <laughs> cool. I will drink these again. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go out of my way to drink them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm glad that you enjoy it. Yeah, man. And I definitely think Trey is probably way more of an expert in coffee than I am. Mm. Um, I'm very uh, just kind of go with the flow. Like, you know, nothing like too, too fancy. I just kind of like, you know, just put some cream in it and some sugar. I just like that taste. Is It's a, it's a fun, um, there's a bitterness to it, but then you can put some sweet stuff in it too. So it's like a bitter and a sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what is what does the honey do to it? Because I feel like most people do cream and sugar. Yeah, you threw honey instead. I did. I did. I, I feel like that would change the flavor profile a little bit. A, a little bit. A little bit. Not not drastically. Um, what's neat about honey, I think, is I just appreciate how a lot of different honeys. Um, granted, I don't know where black and gets their honey, but like like a lot of different honeys have different bees. <laughs> you know, that's a good thought, man. I that's a good starting place. But like based on like where the bees are. Yeah, and the flowers yeah. around them, honeys will taste differently. So yeah, it's true. honey's just kind of more of a fun. Honey's actually, yeah. I'm at one point in my life, mm-hmm. 
like three weeks ago for one hour straight. <laughs> I was a honey enthusiast. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's just pre- sampling honeys. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It is, it is pretty great, actually. Like, it, it's not, I, this is not what I came on to talk about, but they, they, the, the bees will put it in their <laughs> mouth and they'll chew. It's like they're like throw up and spit and we yeah. consume it. It's so neat. I don't know. It's just a really cool creature. It's weird because it is the only food mm-hmm. that we eat. That comes from insects, <laughs> unless you're like John the Baptist and you're eating like grasshoppers and locusts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't get invited to parties very much. I did it. <laughs> not he a did. lot. Of, not a lot of potluck he was dinners. Kind of a, <laughs> you know, I I wonder what we would think like if just pretend that that the Gospels were modern time. What John mm. the Baptist like? What he would do and the weirdo that he would be, and how like. I don't know. It's now just, he like only eats Twinkies. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, would he be a homeless person that everyone's just like, oh, it's that homeless guy eating Twinkies again? You know, just baptizing people yeah, eating Twinkies. Because <laughs> like you get the vibe, he was an outcast. Uh, yeah. So it's not what you had me on to talk about, but anyways, it's uh, interesting. That's interesting. It yeah. But hey, pour it in your mug. Oh yeah, let's I pour br- it in. Yes. Yes. And so I, in the mug. spirit of everything, I brought from Brew Hub, um, Matt Black. Which is actually a lager and coffee mixed. Mm-hmm. And I don't, do you know, is the coffee from Concord Coffee or is it from Black and Brew? I ble- Concord Coffee. Yeah. I just looked it up. Yeah. I, I looked the- it up. I just read the back. <laughs> I just Googled it real quick. <laughs> Reading is fun. So, yeah. <laughs> I barely know how to do it. It's hard some days, man. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we're we're kind of both going for the coffee. I was like, if we you're are. doing coffee. Yeah. I'm going to do it too, but we're going to mix it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, in our own ways. This is good. A good middle ground. Yeah. And so. I happen to know this is actually one of your favorites. It is. It is. And I don't. I didn't do this to tempt you. I did this because um, <laughs> I was always planning to do it. I was like, James, we have to do Matt Black. It's it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of a trendy. It's a, it's like a very simple can. I, but I really the like the graphic that. on yeah, it. Yeah, it's very. But cool. that's kind of what's cool about it. It's mm-hmm. kind of like it's a little hardcore. Yeah, it, it. Well, I think isn't that the coffee plant on it? I'm pretty sure. Is that a coffee plant? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess those are coffee beans. Um, I think there's actually a, a. I could be wrong. People, please don't chew me out. I think they that it has a berry. The coffee plant has like berry on a natural berry. I could be wrong about this. Really? Yeah, because I've seen pictures of them with like these little red things on them. I'm assuming this is what those are. Um, I could be wrong. Wow, I don't know anything about. Coffee plants. Yeah, <laughs> maybe some of your commenters can go and tell us. And t- teach us about some coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Trey will come in and tell us. <laughs> but hey, cheers! Yes, cheers! Cheers to coffee, to beer, to we've cheers to every yeah. single time. We have, and it turns out Trey and I haven't done that. <laughs> so uh, you, you getting all the cheers out of me oh, for Trey? Pour one out for Trey. <laughs> but yeah, let's jump Good into stuff. it. All right, let's do it. Um, mental health and the church. Yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of questions, but I want to hear you talk first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'll I'll give a little bit of just kind of where mental health has been a part of my life. Not to not to over overshare. No one likes that guy. But <laughs> you know, both the the church and you know and Jesus and mental health have kind of really been a big part of my life. Yeah. Um. I was raised in the church, and I think from a really young age, I um began to kind of really recognize who Jesus was and, and walk with him and, and have that relationship. So that was just a huge blessing, um, which different phases of my life has looked differently. But uh, when I was in about seventh grade, I started having all these kind of weird symptoms, which my parents were like, what is going on with this kid? Um, and they, 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 they knew I needed more help than just what they could give. 
Hmm. We were we were very involved in the church though, and my parents really hadn't had an in-depth experience with mental health yet. So they were concerned if we take him to a counselor, will a counselor undermine our family values? Mm. And that was concern. But yet they're they're seeing their son here um, have just uh, yeah yeah um, some just. And I think that's fair because I think I feel like it was like our generation mm-hmm. that kind of started this whole. Yeah. Like, the normalization of it. Yes. It's, it's, I feel Because it yeah. was like, oh, psy- like therapists and psychologists, mm-hmm. they're all the non-Christians. Yes. They took the non-Christian approach to it, so they're going to teach you non-Christian things. Yeah. And they're going to influence you. Yes. Yeah. That was kind of the mindset behind it, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. And I and, and it's real, and it's still a fear that I think a lot of people in the church have. And maybe some, you know, I don't want to run over anyone's values maybe people some, go for it that's what we're here for <laughs> well maybe some people in the church have that for good reason they've had a very yeah bad experience with it but eventually long story short my parents through some other christian friends of theirs were able to be recommended a secular counselor actually who hmm. but she was great she understood she did what all good counselors i think should do and she respected the values from which her client came from and she learned to work with it wow. and she really helped me so um and i saw her all throughout high school. So she kind of watched me grow up, really. Um, hmm. You know, so, uh, yeah. Hmm. That's kind of where, just kind of, to give you an idea of how I've been shaped by it and stuff. Um, yeah. 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 So. So I'll give I'll give you and everyone listening to just kind of some insight for where I'm coming from as mm-hmm. well. With It might show in some of my questions I asked. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, please, man. So I know for me, it's like, okay, I was, I've never gone to a, a counselor before. I've never gone mm-hmm. to, uh, or I've never gone to a therapist before. Mm-hmm. A professional in that sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've struggled with a lot of mental um, illnesses, I guess. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, I've struggled. Depression's been a huge thing for mm-hmm. me that mm-hmm. I've struggled through. I think I'm on the other end of it. Okay. Even though it's still, like, the other end of it is still struggling with it, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, for sure, for um, sure. So for me, it's like, yeah, I've gone through a huge path. You know, from starting between, it was tough for me because I was a really good actor as well. Hmm. So mm-hmm. no one knew that I was struggling. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. my own battle I was facing by myself. Mm-hmm. So it kind of went from like these um, very negative thoughts about myself, a lot of hatred toward myself, okay. and yeah. suicidal thinking even, mm-hmm. um, to um, it was actually a pastor mm-hmm. that kind of helped. Um, kind of helped reveal some of these errors in my thinking mm-hmm. and then um a lot of prayer and time yeah and intentional time with god in, in the word mm-hmm. to realize like oh my brain's wrong <laughs> uh-huh. and kind of then getting growing and healing from that getting on the other side of that yeah so that's yeah. that's where i'm at i'm 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 someone who is uh i would say recovered but Mm-hmm. Also recovering. Still. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're someone who listens to people through this. Yeah, man. I mean, and you'll see people with, I see this with, um, you know, clients and with just, I think all people, myself included, you know, you say like recovering. And for some people, not all people, but for some people, depending upon how I think God wants to heal you in your life, um, that struggle might really be this kind of thing where it ebbs and flows. It yeah. might be a thing where maybe it's just a season, and out of that season, you know, you healed in some way, shape, or form. Uh, so, yeah, man, it what you're saying makes total sense. Yeah, so that's cool. That's good. Yeah, man. <laughs> but hey, this isn't the Paul therapy session. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so Paul, tell me about your dad. I'm just telling you, about, how's your mom doing? <laughs> <laughs> we got a little Freud going on, <laughs> but, oh, but yeah. So for you, so then, how does that 
uh, let, let's look at it. So mental health and the church, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how do those things work together? Or yeah. Do they work together? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a great question. I think that's a question, too, that a lot of people have asked, and for good reason. Uh, so yeah. one, if I can, I hope I'm not butchering this, so check me. <laughs> Fact check me. And, and, and C.S. Lewis, um, I hope I can bring up C.S. Lewis. He's, he's one of my favorites. Uh, he and his— I'll just say Trey probably disagrees with you, but— <laughs> I just say go for it. Well, <laughs> so in, in C.S. Lewis' Mirror Christianity, there's a chapter about psychoanalysis. And what's interesting mm. is when he wrote this, this is when therapy was still really new. And what people really knew about psychoanalysis was Freud. And the field has yeah. very much evolved past Freud. There's been a, a past Freud, Freudian thinking. And there's been a lot in more recent years pushback, of mm. both from secular, Christian, whoever. Like, hey, Freud, you know, kind of. I don't know. It's some interesting stuff, but some other some stuff is kind of, you know, we, we don't know about that. So C.S. Lewis has seen it, and it's very much its beginning stages. And he has this chapter about it. Um, and uh, he, he said about therapy and, you know, when people recover from that sort of thing, he said it's not so much that there is anything wrong with this process or that this process somehow is ungodly. He's like, what do you do afterwards when you have recovered from something? He used, he used the phobia of a cat, the mm. irrational phobia of a cat. As his example. And um, he says, how do you follow God after you've, you know, you no longer, you've gone through this therapy and you, you feel freed from this fear of this cat? And that to him is like the greater thing of like, okay, you've been given a greater capacity to be human in your life hmm. and be healthy. What do you hmm. do with that? And it reminded me kind of of like the, the I, I hope this is a good theological parallel. I know that you and Trey are like, like theologians, so it's like I'm like a little, I'm like a little <laughs> no. intimidated, but it, it reminded me, it reminded me of like the the ten was it the ten leopards, the ten leopards. <laughs> Perfect shirt choice. That, that, that makes me want to quote Michael Scott, like David. Guess who I'm dressed as? I'll give you a hint. <laughs> okay, anyways, um, <laughs> some some of your fans might appreciate that reference, but um. When the, the the lepers lepers there we go lepers yeah 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 and like not, they all get healed but when like one comes back to thank Jesus yeah, yeah. I thought it was a perfect parallel to that of like there's nothing wrong with someone being healed in a way that isn't directly you know um, maybe someone didn't pray for you and you you, you weren't healed by a pastor quote unquote hmm. in like a directly Jesus way and I'll get to that in a second um, but I think it's what you do with your life afterwards. What do you do with your greater capacity yeah. to be healthy, to be human? Yeah. Um, can you help other people? You know, yeah, it's just. And it's it's interesting you, you say it that way, too, because it makes me think of all the times where, you know, some I, I was I, growing up in the church. I was mm-hmm. always I was the sound guy. So nice. <laughs> I was I was the guy who was kind of always involved in like the main worship service. Uh-huh. So I wasn't really I didn't really have the same kind of. Um, opportunities that a lot of their kids had to go to like different, you know, hmm. weekend events kind of thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Just because I was busy with other stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just who I was. The sound guy. Um, of course, the sound guy. <laughs> and so they would go to. Uh, I would watch a lot of people go to these, you know, weekend worship events, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they would come back and they'd be like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, I felt the Lord. Like uh-huh. my life's changed. Like yeah. this is incredible. This happened. I realized this." And then they would live the same life. Hmm. And so it's interesting you say that too, where it's like it's not about just having that miraculous moment, uh-huh. but it's kind of the moments that happen. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. I think that's where kind of healing shows itself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, how do you live it out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I can realize a problem that I'm having mm-hmm. and be like, oh, that's the issue. Cool. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really mean much. <laughs> yeah. Insight alone isn't 
really what brings, I think, healing. And so and maybe that's I don't know if that's where you're going with that. But that's an interesting point of like, you know, you saw people that would have an experience which are great. I love those experiences. Um, oh, yeah. I'm very open to them of just times where you said, you know, you get the God goosebumps. It's it's a <laughs> it's it's a cool thing. It happens. But like, yeah, that can't be the fuel you run your life off of. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Mm. But yeah, say more. Yeah. OK. So you were saying the the the, the church mental health. And so it's had a rocky um uh, a rocky relationship. What I think is interesting, this is just gotta uh, just kind of put it on the table too. That you know, obviously, I'm just one person, and so my viewpoints and experiences might not have been everyone's. And, and so, what I'm gonna say maybe is not reflective of what other people have experienced with the church mental health. Um, relatively, I've been surprised by the really good relationship that the church has had with me in regards to mental health. And hmm. basically what I mean by that is, so I started going to, to Southeastern, which brought me to, to Lakeland, uh, was raised in the Anglican church. It was very different than hmm. um, uh, what Southeastern's and their kind of roots are with like Pentecostalism and charismatic Christianity. Because Anglican is more, more traditional, it, yeah, typically. It, it's like it's like JV Catholicism. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mean, and, it, and, it's, <laughs> and it's like most unrefined roots, um, you know, uh, but uh, if Catholics were rebels, right? if Catholics were rebels and like the first reformed or not reformed uh, Protestant, you would have the English church. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's cool and interesting. Um, but uh, so I was exposed to a lot more of charismatic worship and just kind of some of their theology. And I just through happenstance started just attending some more charismatic circles. And when I was in grad school pursuing counseling um, and learn all about that, there was a crazy amount of support. I got from these circles and these mm. are these are the same circles that if you had some sort of a physical ailment or even just something like depression or something like that you know they would want you if you were willing to walk to the front they'd love to pray for you and yet these same people are like no we're really big into counseling i thought well don't those two kind of contradict each other mm. and and it took me um to realize i think the bigness of of god and yeah. to, to see that miraculous healings um instantaneous healings and healings over time and the different forms all are of God and I think can be good. So it's like just because you find healing from talking something out with a therapist versus maybe your friend who experienced some divine deliverance, um, both both are good, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah. and uh, I, I don't think the two are these mutual um, exclusive, but more of like a metaxis of kind of like both, hmm. you know? Um, yeah, so I, I was surprised by the hmm. the support I got from these circles and how big they were into it, and like they're like, "Oh, it's so awesome! You want to do that? That's such a neat thing in the church." Um, and so I think my experience so far has been the, the the places that are talking about mental health are the some of the charismatic circles, which really surprised me. But I think it's because they're very into healing, and I think they they yeah. view they view counseling as a form of healing, as if it's like a pie, and therapy yeah. and counseling is like one one slice. It, it's interesting because I, I I tend to think of the difference between like reformed versus um, more charismatic uh -huh. or Pentecostal. Yeah, I feel like those two things are pretty opposite of each other in in a lot of ways. They can be, yeah, for sure. And I feel like the more reformed side typically goes to the old school version mm -hmm. of. And I was actually just talking to um, an elder of a church recently about uh -huh. this. It's like, yeah, I feel like the idea was like the old school side of it was. Oh, uh, just suck it up. <laughs> mm, okay. You know what okay, I mean? Yeah. So it's like it really wasn't, even in the popular mainstream, like mm -hmm. mental health was not really a concern. It was like, sound like a wuss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just suck yeah. it up, deal with it. Uh huh. But then we have the opposite side of that, which is like, 
oh no, this is a huge issue. We gotta mm-hmm. pay it full attention to this thing. Yeah. This yeah. is all we care about. And it's like, okay, now you've taken it too far. Mm-hmm. And that's where so that that's kind of my next question in this is like I feel like we have two sides of the church. Okay. And two yeah. sides of culture even. Yeah. Yeah. Where we have one side that focuses very heavily on mental health mm-hmm. and the other side that just kind of ignores it. Yeah. <laughs> but also recognizes it kind of, but they're like eh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah, no, that is a very interesting um uh like I guess what was what I'm looking for very interesting observation that mm. took me forever. <laughs> Words. <laughs> it's the espresso. <laughs> well, yeah, dude, it's, the espresso really got me. Just, I am now tipsy with theology. Uh, anyway, <laughs> is that how it goes? Uh, um, so I think part of what you're noticing too is a little bit of a culture shift of where our yeah. culture, as a culture, we're very aware right now, like. Mental health is cool in a way, and there's yeah. a part of that that's great, and there's another part of that that I would hope that it's not taking away from the severity of it and making it more like this kind of neat kind of um, thing. Like, uh, Yeah, that's kind of – I think I mentioned to you the other day. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the two-sided coin that I'm on. Uh-huh. There's a part of it where it's like, yes – it is very important mm-hmm. as someone who struggles has struggled yeah. and struggles with it mm-hmm. it's like yeah it's it's very important it's a huge thing but there's mm-hmm. a problem because we've made it trendy <laughs> it's trendy yeah. we've made it kind of trendy. trendy to have problems mm-hmm. yes yes and you know um my my fear with that which be... i know is not a popular thing to say <laughs> no but I'm sorry. like and you know i think why well, i think you're not at all undermining the severity of people's mental health issues you know, mm. from it be like spirit depression to whatever. You know, there's a whole whole book full of it. Um, but uh, I I think what the consequence of it being trendy is you can make it to where people would eventually downplay it again, because yeah. if something's trendy, um, it loses its, I guess, impact to an extent just because of the overuse of it and perhaps the application where it doesn't need to be applied. So mm. I'm not. <laughs> Gosh, hold on. I like I gotta backtrack here. I'm not <laughs> I'm not implying that people obviously, I mean, I, I really believe that some people need mental health yeah. um counseling. Um but you know, I just hope that it wouldn't become the thing to where people abuse it if they don't need it. I guess yeah, I'll simply just kinda of leave that yeah. there. And yeah. it's kind of a, I think that's a tough thing to say sometimes too, because mm-hmm. it's like things affect people differently. Yeah. Things that might traumatize someone won't traumatize another person. Mm-hmm. Um and not to say that Oh, it's minimized because it, on mm. average, it's not gonna it's not gonna affect a lot of it's not a big deal for a lot of people. Yeah, it's like no, that's still trauma you have to deal with. Uh huh. But I guess for me, it's like I think the the problem I have is if that's an excuse for you to live life, mm-hmm. then it's like then you're just using it as like oh, it's a thing that makes me interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what makes me in, mm-hmm. what makes me a unique person is that I have trauma I I haven't dealt Got, with. Uh, gotcha. And it's okay. like it's not a trend. I think that's where I I kind of go out against it it's like no this is not a trendy like popular thing yeah you shouldn't want to have this yeah yeah it's not like how kind of like tattoos right now they're a lot more popular with people our age we yeah you just kind of see them more that's not really for good or bad reason just it just is yeah and you know you would hope that mental health wouldn't become that sort of niche thing like oh look at my look at my trauma you know right it's such a serious thing that and something that cripples people you made a really interesting point about trauma for being for some people and not like some other people may won't be affected by the same thing yeah i would even make the argument that i think half the people that really need true counseling don't have good access to it 
and hmm. you can you can take that as you know people who are from poor economic backgrounds, the homeless. I mean, there's just a lot that people who have really experienced trauma um, for various yeah. reasons. Yeah, they don't have access to it because a lot of counseling is very very expensive. Um, it's true. Yeah, so it's kind of almost too you know I I, I worry that not the right people get it sometimes because they're they, hmm. they call it the worry well which is the people that can afford counseling but maybe their problems aren't as deep as my dad's in a gang and i've seen him shoot someone and i'm only seven years old yeah that kid needs counseling <laughs> yeah you know but it's like yeah, it's true he can't afford it his family can't afford it and wow. his family won't acknowledge that that's a real problem so you know um and do you yeah. do you think that's kind of a remnant of like past belief to an extent because sure. I, I feel like like i said before i think past belief was like Mental health, what are you talking about? Yeah. Just suck it's it like, up. Oh, yeah, just suck it up, man. Yeah. 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 Be a man. <laughs> Be a man. <laughs> and, and again, to a point, I think there is a lot of benefit to that mentality mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. some ways. Because I think some people use, um, I've even done it to an extent where it's like, oh, I've used problems that I've had. And again, I've never gone to a doctor for any of this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm totally self diagnosed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> um, but it's like, oh, I don't, I don't. I don't like using issues that I deal with mm-hmm. as an excuse for anything. Yeah. And like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to live life like I should because of mm-hmm. this problem I have. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. no, it's not cool. I'm embarrassed of it. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I think it's one of those like, and this is where it's complicated, mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's like, yeah, you shouldn't be embarrassed necessarily of an issue you have, mm-hmm. but also you should be. Huh. Does that make sense? Kind In of. In the sense of like, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be less of a human being. You're not devalued because you have mm. an issue mm-hmm. you're dealing with, but you shouldn't let that issue be the thing that values you. Okay, yeah. So so you're saying you shouldn't find your identity in that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. which is maybe going to more the concern that you were addressing about how you'll see people. And, you know, that there are people, you know, therapists have had very interesting cases like where someone's trying to – um play a diagnosis out that they really don't have hmm. and something like that. I, I kind of think that's maybe what you're getting at a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And really, if, if they were a good counselor, I think they would want to go to the deeper root of why do you feel the need to make this your identity? Um, hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like, yeah. it's almost a problem in of itself. Um, yeah. So, but that's a very interesting point. And I, I think you're right. You don't want that to be your identity because um, you, I don't know. I think there's something important about not seeing human beings as just these, I, I believe, I mean, that we're all sinners. Um, that's not an offensive <laughs> comment to make. Uh, Trey's not here, so you can say it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Trey. Um, I love you. So I believe we're all sinners. We're all broken. We all desperately need uh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, but our identity as humans isn't just these this messed up thing either. And so I would yeah. hate for someone to think their total identity is uh, a mental health diagnosis. That's why certain diagnoses that can't really be helped, like schizophrenia, can be so debilitating for people because that really does become a label for them. Because um, the intensity of the yeah. diagnosis and what it entails, so, uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's not one of those like I'm unique because I'm broken. <laughs> it's yeah, like no, yeah. that's not a good thing. And again, uh-huh. I'm saying this from someone who struggled with that stuff yeah, too. So yeah. understand, I'm not someone who's never dealt with anything. Uh-huh. So I don't mean to come across as insensitive to anybody. Yeah, no, I. I... But also, I mean to come insensitive to some people. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I, I do have one more question because that's like, yeah, this is this is what I what. My biggest struggle with our time is like I feel like we need more. Oh, yeah, it <laughs> sometimes is a, it's to a really big topic. explore topic because it is a big topic. It is, um, but I do have this one question. I know you have a lot more to say too, <laughs> and I've got a little more things to ask. Yeah, but I think one of the things I want to ask you just with it is like, 
So where is a pastor's place? Oh, yeah. I love this question. In mental health. Yes. Yeah. Wait, so wait, are we over time? Okay, cool. Sweet. Um, where is a pastor's <laughs> place in mental health? That is a great question. So my brother, he is an Episcopal priest. I call him pastor. Just the term priest is just so weird to me. Um, anyways, uh, but he he works for the Episcopal Church, and so um, they have this really cool rule where a you can go to a pastor priest for like up to three sessions of just whatever problem. You know, mm. hey, I'm I'm really struggling with depression, or hey, I am just dealing with this sin in my life, or something like that. And if your session needs more, if your topic needs more than three sessions, they have to refer you to some sort of an actually trained mental health counselor. So there's mm. this there's this level of we understand that we there are certain things that we're not trained in, but also yeah. we are acknowledging that pastors are not helpless because mental health is a relatively new, um, not thing, but discovery yeah. about how to treat it. And beforehand, I think a lot of people yeah. did go to their pastors. And I, I, I really say this. I think most pastors, whether they want to admit it or not, already operate as unpaid counselors. They do. Hmm. I, I, I can think of so many uh, pastors that really do counseling, whether you want to call it that or not, because it is the one-on-one dialogue of a yeah. struggle another human has. Yeah. And, hey, this is, you know, they're trying to speak truth into that situation. Yeah. What is their involvement though, as far as mental health goes? I think some pastors can be could it could be really devastating if they don't know what they're dealing with. So <laughs> again, just my experience, I've been really blessed to have a lot of pastors encourage and affirm this, you know, kind of direction and calling in my life mm. as something that's not opposed to what they're trying to do. I've had so many counseling sessions with pastors, from it be pastors from other churches to pastor my pa- my current pastor now. Um whether he wants to call them or not, we are just talking about an issue. And yeah. I'm just letting it go. And he's, you know, they, they're helping me. Um, I, I think what would worry me, to kind of answer your question, is if a pastor was not open to their congregate, is that the word? Their, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. their congregate yeah, yeah. Uh, getting mental health um, stuff on the side as well. Mm. And so if they thought they had to be the sole provider of um, this conversation, I would be concerned. Other than that, I think you kind of should include your pastor if you want to, because they, depending on the therapist you're you're seeing, your pastor might highlight a lot more of a spiritual aspect that perhaps your therapist doesn't, depending upon what yeah. modality that therapist approaches life from. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think I'll, I'll add to that question slightly. Mm-hmm. And it's just the idea of for both sides. Mm-hmm. It's like, and, and I say this, and part of the reason I mentioned earlier to you for myself was like, oh, a pastor was the person who helped me yeah, kind of exactly. realize the problem in my brain. Yeah. Um, that was really like a therapist mm-hmm. level issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But so mm-hmm. it was interesting. Cause, so they didn't kind of dive into that. I kind of, I took matters in my own hands with God, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm a special case mm-hmm. where I was able to, in a lot of ways, work through a lot of these things on my own mm-hmm. with God. Yeah, um, that's very unique, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think it, it's kind of a two sided thing where it's like, okay, how does a pastor realize when he's in over his head? Yeah, and how does a congregant meeting with a pastor realize when he's over his head? Yeah, yeah. So, and you know, I I think uh, if the pastor was um. A pastor needs to be self-aware and humble. Mm -hmm. I I think because pastors are shepherding this group, if they're not leading from a place of humility and acknowledgement of their own humanity and shortcomings, 
I would be check yourself who you're following. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I've even had my my pastor one time before as a service, he came up to me and he said, he disclosed to me this very just intense situation that a congregate's um, child was going through. Mm. And he was meant to me, I'm in over my head. And mm. I was able to get for him a specialized therapist that they were able to refer mm. this person to. So he was willing to admit, I, 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 this is really serious. Like the person was, you know, I, I don't want to give out information, but it was just really, yeah. he admitted he was in over his head. Yeah. Um, Which I think is a good thing. He, that is so good. And that's yeah. what, I think that's for me, it's like, I would encourage pastors to recognize that. Yes. Because like, I think that, I think there's the idea of like, oh, what harm can it do to give someone advice? Or it's like, it can do a lot of harm. It can. I think it sometimes- can. I'm 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 throwing pastors under the bus in this sense, but I'm mm-hmm. trying to I'm trying to venerate them in this. <laughs> but it's like I think sometimes if you don't know what you're doing, mm-hmm. if you don't know, like I'm in over my head. If you realize that, it's like if you continue, you could actually cause more harm you than can. good. You really, can. yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah. we know there are there are absolute horror stories that come out from yeah. people that yeah. are like you know my my pastor. You'll hear about a lot of times in cults and things like that mm-hmm. where the just way the pastor was trying to do healing in someone's life. And when I say healing, I just mean work through just issues that, you know, yeah. a, a therapist would work with you through. Yeah. Can just be so harmful. And perhaps they contort scripture and the working of the Holy Spirit in a way that is just damaging. Um, yeah. And and listen, you're, you're, you're talking to a guy who's all believing in the healing power of Jesus and the Holy Spirit today. Mm-hmm. It's just where I come from right now is where, where I'm at with it. Yeah. But yeah. I also believe that if a pastor's trying to force that, and the the person is either unreceptive or they just don't it's not happening if that pastor can't let that congregate seek help from another professional i i think they're lacking that humility and i think that's a major red flag to who you're following so so basically i think to i hope i'm answering your question it's just yeah can yeah. you as a congregate recognize when your pastor is not being humble i think to admit that there are other ways of of healing beyond just just what what they're they're trying to give you yeah mm. yeah so and maybe that's maybe again maybe more of that falls on the pastor yes which i hate saying that mm-hmm. but also it's like i guess it's kind of your responsibility dude <laughs> congregants like they will follow their pastors and that's one and fl- yeah again i think that's a yeah. good thing in a sense mm-hmm. like it shows a sense of trust yeah and the fact that a congregant wants to talk to you is mm-hmm. like that's a sense that that's showing that you've done good in shepherding people. Yes, yeah. But to shepherd people well, and again, I think about this even with listening to people. There's times mm-hmm. where I'm really tired and someone wants to talk to me about something, and it's mm-hmm. like I'm not in a good place right now to listen to you. Yeah. So let's talk tomorrow. You yeah. know, you want to talk tonight. Mm-hmm. Let's talk tomorrow because then I can actually listen to what you're saying. Yeah. And I think, I think it's kind of the same thing. If someone wants to tell me something, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm not in a good place to listen to this right now. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm super tired, or I'm really busy, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I can't give you the time you deserve. Yeah. I think it's okay, and it's good. Mm-hmm. It's actually healthy to say, hey, let's talk about this later. <laughs> yeah. Because then I can give you the time you deserve instead of potentially hurting you or misunderstanding yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. And I think a pastor is kind of should be in that same place, understanding of like, I really don't know how to help you. Yeah. yeah. Or mm-hmm. maybe I have an idea, but if I'm relying on like, you know, motivational posters. <laughs> yeah. Just believe in yourself, son, and your depression. Just hang in yeah, there. Just, just hang, <laughs> hang in there, champ. Be it's a man. Uh, right. Those things sound good, but they, they're so damaging, I mm-hmm. think, a lot of times. Yeah. 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 And I guess, it, it, I guess my, uh, 
my uh, agenda through this, yeah, <laughs> in a yeah. sense, was um, how do we help pastors pastor people well? Yeah. And I think sometimes pastoring people well is saying, go to somebody else. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think what, with leadership, leadership's an interesting thing, um, is some leaders would be afraid to do that. We, are we good on time? Are we overboard? We're close. So fin- finish your statement. All right, so all right sweet. Yeah. All right. Whew, go time. It's the final <laughs> countdown, people. Um, so when, you know, can pastors recognize that? I, I think that really I would hope that that would come from an understanding of your seminary training. If, if you yeah. chose to go to seminary, I, I don't believe necessarily all pastors need to, but some feel called and led, and there's mm-hmm. some great training in seminary. Um, so I hope your seminary training would do that. I also hope your reading of scripture. I mean, there, I think it's in first Peter, second Peter, somewhere in the New Testament, <laughs> uh, just, you know, uh, they're emphasizing how a, a, a shepherd of the flock, a pastor should not like lord their position over people. Yeah. I think as a part of that. So, if, so two, I should, a counselor or not counselor, a, a pastor should recognize that from his understanding of his or her understanding of scripture, um, that they need to have a humility about what they're doing, yeah. and they are, are not the sole voice in this person's life. Hmm. First of all, Jesus needs to be, hmm. um, but then second of all, you know, I, and so I would hope it would come from Scripture, your training, and the Holy Spirit. I hope those would be the three things that would lead a pastor to be humble enough to say, maybe you guys need counseling, or even, uh, m- you know, marriage counseling is a whole different thing. That's a really big thing going on right now in the church. It's very needed. Um, yeah. And a lot of issues, but... Uh, yeah, I, I think that if I hope that answered your question. I think so. Sort of, maybe. <laughs> I'm just hopped up on the espresso, man, you know? <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm going to say this in closing. Yeah. And I want to hear your closing thoughts, mm-hmm. and then I'll officially close us. Sweet. <laughs> so I think for me, where this all kind of comes down to mm-hmm. is that, yeah, people have problems. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we're starting to— it's, we have a normalization of the realization of that. Yes. To realize that mental health is something that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think it affects people differently. It yeah. affects people to different extents. It's really, I think it's kind of a new thing still in a lot of ways where it's, it, there's a lot of it that is misunderstood and misrecognized. Yeah. Um, and it, it, we can see that based on, you go into a funeral and people are like, hey, sorry for your loss. It's like, <laughs> that doesn't really mean anything. This bump. But you feel like you had to say something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that's where, that's the place that a lot of the mainstream, I think everyone is. Where it's yeah. like, we know we have to say something, but we don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I think it's okay to recognize that we don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, I don't think that we need to make this such a popular thing that mm. it's like if we if in our own lives if we make i personally as someone who's who struggled with depression mm-hmm. i don't want this to be me <laughs> yeah i don't want this to be how people think of me how mm-hmm. people remember me and so i'm going to do everything i can to kind of to try to overcome this thing mm-hmm. I, this isn't this this isn't who i am people describe me i don't want that to be part of it <laughs> yeah um and so let's not make it trendy. Let's mm-hmm. make it normal to go to professionals to ask for help, but let's yeah. not make it normal to have to go to professionals to ask for help. Yeah, yeah. I hope I hope I'm not going to get fired for agreeing with any of this, but yeah, dude. So <laughs> So I mean, well then I'll, I'll say this last very last thing yeah. and I promise and then I want to I want to hear you say your closing thoughts is pastors cuz we're talking about mental health in the church. Yes. 
I think that pastors have a huge responsibility mm-hmm. in the sense of recognizing this. Yeah. Because people trust you. The, the congregants, mm-hmm. the, the people that go to your church yeah. trust you because they listen to you every week. They, yeah. <laughs> Maybe multiple times a week. Yeah. And they trust you. They want to hear from you. They value your opinion. And you you need to take that, not with a grain of salt, you need to take it with a grain of like a, a 20 pound yeah. boulder. Yeah. <laughs> Two, 20 ton boulder mm-hmm. <laughs> and is in recognizing that hey i want to help this person but i can't always be the person to help this person mm-hmm. absolutely well well said i, I couldn't have said it better myself paul i mean really, I'm, not, I'm not even trying to like you know gloat you up or anything just, pat me on the back yeah, quick. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, good good job paul um <laughs> i think yeah you said it great just can a pastor recognize their um limitations yeah, yeah, and and I feel like a good counselor should do that too. There are times where I'm like, I am a little in over head, my head with this case, and I need some some help. Yeah. So, I think just human beings in the realm of <laughs> healing need to recognize when you just need reinforcements. Yeah, yeah. What would be your What would be your final thoughts for someone who is struggling right now? Um, if, if someone struggling mental health wise out there, wherever you're at, um, Jesus radically loves you. You got to say that it's. Maybe the most important point I can make, um, and he wants yeah. you to be mentally whole. And so, if there is a counselor available, I would recommend you know reaching out um, and trying to take care of your mental health because it's a part of you. It's part of the creation God made you to be. Yeah. So, be whole, be healthy, find help if you need it, and mm-hmm. um, I hope you have places to get resources for it. And if not, DM me. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, no, for yeah. sure. So, yeah. what's your? How can people reach you? Oh man, I shouldn't have said that because I don't even know my own Instagram handle. <laughs> Annie, what's my Instagram handle? It's like Lego Jim. Uh, wait, we'll sorry. put it. We'll put it on the screen. We'll put it on the screen. But yeah. if you, again, there's other people too that you, tr- you know, go to people that can can help you through this. Yeah, for um, sure. Whether it's James or it's somebody else, do that. Yeah, that's that's important. Yeah. I think that's a valuable thing. Yeah. And there's so much more that we can talk about, and I'd love mm. to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a hundred more questions, and I think there's so much more in depth that we can go. Mm-hmm. So if you guys want to, if you guys want to hear more from James, let me know. Let us know. Reach reach out to us on our DM us, message us, comment, whatever it is. Yeah, let yeah. us know. We want to hear more from James. I love James. <laughs> I love Paul and Trey. He's Thank like me, but me. he's better. <laughs> it's not true, but all right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. No. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. This has been really fun. Yeah. It flies by it does i'm sad it's already over I'm like, i know oh, we just hit the tip of the iceberg man <laughs> we really did we really it's just a little tiny yeah. bit we didn't get to talk about lobotomy so anyways <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many different areas to touch on because this is a big topic it is and it's something that i have um <laughs> limited experience in yeah and i'm not i'm not equipped to help anybody mm. <laughs> but you, you know you that's what you do and that's Minimally, what's great yeah that's what's great to hear your perspective on it because cool, cool. Like I said, I have two brain cells. I'm a moron. Mm. <laughs> All right. Wait, is that a... Are you wrapping it up, Annie? Do so you, we're wrapping it up. Do I direct eye contact <laughs> and wave? Uh. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. If you want to hear more, uh, leave a comment, DM us, reach out to James. Woo-hoo. Just be like, James, I love you. You're better than Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, let us know. I'd love to have James back on to talk about this. This is something you're struggling with. Yeah. Feel free to... Reach out to a pastor. Find find a mental health expert. Mm-hmm. Um, find someone who can help you, and don't let this be your identity. I yeah. think that's where I would end with this. Hopefully, you agree with that. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I yeah. don't think I don't think illness should be an identity for us. No. Yeah. 
identity should be found in Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I'd encourage, I would I would encourage people with. That's what I strive for. Yeah. Uh, someone who struggles with mental health um, to whatever degree. But yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in and watching or listening or however you're doing it. If you're listening to someone else, explain it to you. Trey made fun of me for that last time. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you so much for Maximize Digital Media and Annie Uli for producing this episode and coaching us through this entire thing because we needed it. (laughs) And to Trey who is here in spirit. Yeah, I love Trey. Yeah. I do we too. want Trey back. If you want Trey back, leave a like, yeah. leave a comment, whatever you want to do. I'm just trying to do everything to get you guys to engage. <laughs> All righty. But here we are. Cheers, man. <laughs> it's great to have you. I want to have you again. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor being on. It's an honor. <laughs> I'll right. catch you guys next time. Woo-hoo.